2: Middle call, baby. Hey,
1: what's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome. It is a Monday afternoon. This is a rapid fire ham football special. Monday quick pod. We'll be back on Tuesday with the usual pod. I'm Guy, that's John. Uh, subscribe to this channel. Like this channel. Don't hack this channel, please. Hackers are out, guy. <laughs> Misinformation. <laughs> Come uh, on, Elon. John's, John's Twitter is under attack <laughs> from Canada, Quebec. From the, the from Quebec, we have suspects. John has John has one suspect in mind. Keep but, my eye on you. <laughs> Uh, as a Cali break said on the uh, stream, looking forward to this podcast with Guy Haberman and Zap T O R T F K T. Do you get any DMS from John's Twitter account asking you to buy uh to, to, I don't know, get into the crypto game with them. That is not John. And, um, that's spam. I'm sorry, Zap In
0: these economic times, people ain't buying NFTs. See the market is down like billions of dollars from the peak in 21. Glad I never got into the NFT game.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I never believed. The uh what was what was um Who's the actor? Not Affleck, the other guy.
0: Uh Damon.
1: Damon. Like be, uh, Fortune favors the bold. Remember those ads were airing every 7 seconds.
0: Kardashians getting uh she's getting sued. Yeah.
1: Fortune favors the bold. <laughs>
0: Also, Fortune favors me for accepting $20 to do this ad of something I have no part of.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like, uh, Matt, did they pay you in cash? Fuck yeah. Did you take a USD on that one? We are sponsored by Tito's Handmade Vodka. I was out with uh, some people on uh, Saturday night, John, our buddies Dave and uh, Eric, and uh, we went over to uh, Yard House, and Will Will Blackman was there, Yard House, and they said, uh, uh, what do you want to drink? And Dave and Eric both said, titos and sodas please and then dave said promo code ham and the waitress looked at him like he was an idiot was there a lot of uh, titos flowing out at the um uh hunter bishop uh charity uh, golf tournament or there was
0: a tito's hole and uh not only i was trying you know wasn't trying to drink on a sunday morning like some people but i i did take uh, Tito's and lemonade, and then I finished it before we even teed off because it was a slow round. And then I had another one, so uh, you know, I never turned down a good Tito's. They called it a Tito's tee off. Okay, I was like what's that? And they just said Tito's and lemonade. I'm like, that's yeah, make it strong, Very make
1: good. it a double. <laughs> uh, sponsored by Tito's handmade vodka. Send us pictures. Plenty of you did. Uh, I took my own personal photos. Uh, somebody hit me up and said, what is the place in Danville that has the 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 Tito's? Uh, uh, espresso martinis on tap. I told him it was Primo's. Uh, but Tito's Handmade Vodka, John. That's where it's at. Always ask for it. When, when you consume it, send us a photo of you having a good, responsible time. Do it. Yeah. Tito's Handmade Vodka distilled in bottle in Austin, Texas. 40% alcohol by volume. Namely, 80 proof crafted to be savored responsibly. I love telling people that Tito's is named after a guy named
0: Tito. They're always blown away by that. I'm like, it's true. Yeah. Do you tell them his last name is beverage? Do you mention that part too? I, then I tell them that and they just don't believe me. It'd be <laughs> like if I had some sweet company and it was just named John, you know, it was like, how'd you figure that out? I
1: was like, oh, this is my first name. You know? <laughs> uh, we're also sponsored by indeed indeed.com slash ham indeed.com slash ham. Join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Yep, our friends at Indeed Guy, time hiring is never easy.
0: A lot of people out there looking for jobs, interested in jobs. You always want to find the right candidate if you're a business. And uh, find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like the Indeed Instant Match assessments and virtual interviews. So you can interview people from literally everywhere very easy to do get a hold of them talk to them find out because the instant match they get the skills that you're specifically looking for you never want to hire someone that doesn't have the skills right that you want to get people that know what they're doing and uh hopefully elon's doing that with twitter to take down my account and uh,
1: and yeah go from there yeah look indeed helps our applicants shine before the interview with over 135 graded assessment tests that they can take from cooking to coding, Indeed helps you see your talent's abilities in a flash by adding any of the 135 graded assessment tests to your job post. So Indeed knows that you're growing your own business. you got to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for the quality applications that match your job requirements. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Go to Indeed.com ham. Start hiring right now. Go to indeed.com slash ham. That's indeed.com slash ham. Terms and conditions apply.
0: We got a uh we got an update on the Twitter account. Twitter support is flooded, but they're on it. And uh my friend, this person I'm dealing with, said he escalated up the chain. But they've obviously laid off a lot of people, and uh this might be a minute. <laughs> All right. So uh, until then, um Yeah, we'll see if Middle cough survives. Honestly, if it never comes back, I'm okay with it. A little forced, little forced break or a long time break. I would have liked to seen some of the jokes today on just different things that were happening because I it, it happened right when things were really escalating this morning. We'll get into the Raiders, but the connection of the new Raider co- or the new Colts coach tweeting about the Raiders like that's that content guy is made for me. Like I <laughs> I live for that content. That that is that is why I'm on Twitter. Yes. That yeah. moment that yeah. everyone starts retweeting it, and, and then you're just thinking of like, how, what can I say? I know, and it's pretty simple. Like, if I ever became an interim coach of one of the other 31 teams, that would be
1: me. <laughs> I mean, I, I I can relate to Jeff Saturday because it's not the most ideal situation to be in. But uh, so somebody sent me a message like, "Wasn't isn't? I thought he worked for. I guess I was wrong. I thought he worked for ESPN." I said, no. "I did too." You were right. He did work for ESPN. He's been working for ESPN. He works for ESPN. Also, Josh. just like a, on the side, like a lot of former players are at their favorite places, right? Where they're they're alma mater, not their alma maters, but their programs. I assume because right
0: before I got hacked, I saw Lewis Riddick do a, like either a shake my head or bro, you know, one of those, like how the fuck this guy get a job? And I was like, Lewis, don't you work with this guy in NFL life? I, I'm sure you pretend to be friends with them when you're at the office. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, we'll dive into that here
1: in a little bit. You don't want to start with? We could start with it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we'll get to the night or some other stuff. But news of the day, John Frank Wright got fired. That was the news of the day. Frank got fired. I didn't think for a second who they're going to hire. I mean, John Fox is on their staff. Actually, another another former head coach. I got another head coach. Gus Bradley's team. on uh, Gus the Bradley's defensive coordinator. So. Bubba uh, Ventrone. Bubba Ventrone hot, rising coaching candidate, somebody said. Um, but when I saw it was Jeff Saturday, the first thing I did was the first thing I did was think about their quarterbacks, right? That when you and I have talked about this, that maybe there's a reason it's called a franchise quarterback, because a franchise quarterback covers your franchise and Peyton Manning was a franchise quarterback and it made the Colts look like a great franchise and Andrew Luck was a franchise quarterback and it made them look stable since Andrew Luck left in 2018 Jacoby Brissett uh uh, uh Phillip Rivers Carson Wentz Matt Ryan next year will be their fifth quarterback in five years fifth in five years so maybe you like the Carson Wentz risk or maybe you thought Philip Rivers should have been one and done was washed up he would have come back they didn't want him like they are five quarterbacks in five years next year after they had all of this success, and it turns out that they're kind of a mess. Somebody tweeted they fi- he's fired a guy after every loss going back to week eighteen last year. Who? Is asked? Jim Irsay. I found this article in the Athletic, and it was actually a few years old, and it was like how Jim Irsay is different than his dad because like things were stable at the time with the Colts. His dad, who owned the Colts, uh, Howard Schellenberger, the old like he would the guy who went on to Miami. Yeah. Florida legendary. Yeah. I uh, think created the program. Remember in like 72 was the Colts coach. Ursay's dad went to the sideline, told him to change quarterbacks during a game. He refused. So Ursay went in the locker room and fired him, but not to his face, told the team he's fired. Schellenberger didn't know until the PR guy told him he was fired. Ursay's dad. There was like this long list. It was insane. I would push
0: back on. I think in baseball, basketball and football, the firings of coaches in the seventies with owners yeah. Feels like pretty insane relative to the way things happen now. Remember when Mark Davis once famously fired Jack Del Rio on the field? That that was pretty nuts. That to me is pretty tame when you hear, you know, most people you don't hear much because like people that talk about sports weren't alive and in their primes in the 70s. You'd have to read books, and you know I don't know if the millennials are balls deep in the in the '70s history. Beside like Chris Russo, uh, who's not a millennial, I think that stuff happened a lot. So I I actually think that that's just that might be an extreme case for the time, but like the Al Davises, the the uh, Steinbranners, I mean they they were
1: littered all over pro yeah. sports, right? Well, I, no, you are right, but because the money was lower, like every the stakes in some ways were lower. And the owners had let you know the league just wasn't as big. There's a little less accountability. Not people, that accountability. I think people but were crazier, you know, back in like the 60s and 70s than they are now. Yeah, I I think there was probably like an owner just I own the team. There's not like a bunch of people that own it with me and probably know, I'm not accountable. To, I'm not 51. percent I just owe the team. But but I will say I do think in this like this is his this is his dad. This is not some random other. This is his father. He got the team from his father. His father. Was a wild man when it came to owning. I think so was, it wasn't whole. Jim. I mean, no, I mean, but Jim, I mean, when it came to owning the team, the decisions oh, yeah. he made, and and this idea that somehow the Colts were just like different. Maybe they were, but right now, it doesn't look like they're all that different.
0: Well, didn't when he owned the team and Jim was not in power in John Elway's day? Wasn't he famously said, "I will not play for the Indianapolis Colts"? Wasn't that my getting my teams mixed up? Didn't John Elway and Jack Elway refuse to play for the Indianapolis Colts? Yeah. So, you know, I was thinking about this. Like, when everyone saw it, we all had similar reaction, right? That's fucking insane. We have seen some pretty fucking insane things in recent memory. I mean, two guys do stand up. It's different, and it's in the off season. But Mike Mayock and John Lynch became general managers. Yeah. And, you know, I would say John's had a little more success than than Mike, but... Does this feel crazier because it's in season? Because my first take is like, how's he going to know like random special teams guys names? And then you go, does it really matter? The team because the team sucks. So I I keep getting back to does it really matter? This team sucks. Their coaching staff clearly is pretty questionable uh, offensively. So you don't want to put any of those guys. And you're like, well, Gus and our defense is our only hope. We've seen him be a head coach before. Pretty shitty. John Fox was just like probably Frank's buddy. Right. I mean so it's does it even matter? I guess that's my take. Does it even matter?
1: Well, I mean, no. Like no one was about to save the cold season, but that doesn't change the fact that it's a pretty it's a legitimately insane thing to have happen. Um, it probably would in some ways be in a weird way, might feel even more insane if it was the offseason because it was if it was the off season, he wouldn't be the interim coach. He would just be the new coach. Jeff Saturday would just be the coach, right? Yeah. Um I think it's pretty wild to walk into a building mid mid like game plan. Now, here's the crazy thing about the Colts, and there's a long way to go, I think they'll end up there. As of today, there's like half half of the league has three wins. So, not it's not technically, but close. Like they have like the 14th pick right now. They need to they need to lose more football games. Yeah. They need to lose more games because they've been trying to to patch with veterans their quarterback position since Andrew Luck left. And they need to be in the top three drafting a blue-chip quarterback. That's what the Colts need to be doing. Well, I mean, guy, they're they're playing the Raiders this weekend, so uh, someone's got to lose that game, right? Could you imagine? So we said last week, like, you know, what would it take for Josh McDaniels to be on the hot seat? And you said, well, losing to the Jags, we meant just a regular loss, not a 17-point lead blown on the road losing to the Colts this week would be worse than what the Raiders just did last week, which would be crazy because what they just did on Sunday was pretty terrible. Well, in
0: two straight weeks, right? You know, the Saints were struggling, but Dennis Allen, Andy Dalton, like, hell, we're recording this before. like They could be John Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson tonight. Wouldn't be shocking. The Ravens are missing a bunch of guys. Losing to the Jags, huge kick in the dick. Historically pretty poor. I think it's Field Yates uh, throughout there. On Twitter
1: before I got hacked, that Field DM'd us. I was supposed to be monitoring John's account, and Field is the one that group texted us and said, "John, it's it's uh, it's I
0: think like the second or third time in NFL history, or tied, you know, with a couple other teams throughout the history of the league, that a team three different times in a season has blown a seventeen point lead. Obviously, they still have nine games left, so they could set the NFL record. Uh, but it's like they did lose to Doug Peterson, who once out coached. The staff that Josh McDaniels was on, Bill Belichick, to win a Super Bowl, and and Trevor Lawrence was the number one overall pick, but I do think it was the way they lost. And I, you know, one and done is it on the table? Who fucking knows? They are in shambles, guy. I mean, the Broncos have been one of the biggest laughing stocks of the league. I look at the standings today; like the Raiders are clearly in last place. They're not like tied, like they they are. The Broncos have one more win than the Raiders do. Two and six after eight games. That's in a league where. Most people, like you, go three and five, three and six, right? What your record? Boom, six and eleven, and that's a horrendous. Two, two and six, and then three and seven. That's that's five and twelve. Five and twelve is the is the new four and twelve. Four and twelve is historically. I mean, like three you're and thirteen. The what's the new three and
1: thirteen? I I feel four like and just th-
0: three and three and fourteen.
1: Yeah, three three is there is a cut line. Three and lower is horrid. So, you're saying four? It's less about the losses and more like if you get five wins. You get like one month where you get two wins.
0: Yeah, probably one yeah. month where you get shit out and then one and one, you know, and maybe like you win your last game. So, you spread out some wins. Three is not a lot of wins, especially if like, well, we won two games in October. You had a lot of losing spread out throughout the league or through this season. To me, that he tweeted that they look horrible, which is funny for people because listening, for
1: people listening, Jeff Saturday tweeted, last week Raiders look horrible. That wasn't even this Sunday he tweeted it. This is last week he tweeted it. It's oh, that 30. wasn't against the Jags. No, it was the week before. Oh,
0: so okay. Not as great a content that I thought. I was like, this is too perfect. But still, like, they did. They lost 24 to nothing, which was the first time they had been shut out. I already forget their stats because they're so insane in, like, 25 years. Even the Raiders haven't had a margin of victory with zero points that big in a long, long time. So... He's not lying, right? That's the thing. I always, when we try to make it like a controversial tweet, and it only is because now he's literally the head coach. It's like you can't tweet that if you're the head coach. But he was the head coach, and every fucking person, including Josh McDaniels, Mark Davis, Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, agreed with that sentiment, right? But you, you're not allowed to say that. Like, Doug Peterson could not have said that leading into this week, that last no. week the Raiders looked horrible, right? Right. Right. even though we all were in agreement that they did look horrible. It's right. a weird spot. Right. It's hard transition when you've... You know, like John Lynch is smart because when he was in the media calling analyst game, I don't think he was like some super aggressive tweeter, you know, throwing out all his tweets. Yeah. yeah. If like most people... At least not just, his tweets.
1: His likes, as it turned out later, were of note.
0: And that's another one, right? We all agreed. Like, should we leave Jimmy and Israel? <laughs> Most yeah. podcasters, if they were ever put in the position of being a head coach, it would probably be problematic, right?
1: As the internet likes to say, yes.
0: And not even about like what they're saying about opponents. The chances that you talk some shit about people around the organization on the team would be high. Like, God damn, this, whatever,
1: receiver X, he blows. <laughs> right? The Raiders are at home, John, against uh, Jeff Saturday's Colts. Do you want to guess the line? Uh, Ellinger, Saturday, McDaniels, Carr, I'm going to go Raiders.
0: You know, if you would have told me at the beginning of the year, Colts would be in shambles. They'll hire Jeff Saturday midseason. You don't tell me anything about the Raiders. What's the line? I'd be like Raiders minus 12. Raiders minus
1: three and a half. Six. That feels a little high, kind of like the Colts. I think anytime you get the new coach, very dangerous. Like every time you get an interim coach, that team wins a game. It's not supposed to win. They usually, I think my guess is they usually do it the second week, not the first week, but maybe it'll be the first. They play the Eagles next week. So. Wilkes ran out of gas. I,
0: I looked one time at my phone yesterday on the golf course and they were down like 45 to nothing. Yeah,
1: you can only, but they can't play Baker because Baker's got a playing time bonus. You know, they can't play Baker too. Much I thought he make, came in in the second half. Yeah, but they got to be careful. Like PJ Walker's coming back and Sam Darnold got activated. You just, Baker's got a playing time bonus. So they can't play too. Oh, much that's Baker. when I saw the headline, I had to,
0: <laughs> I transitioned to Roto world, the old Twitter. And it said, PJ Walker will start on Thursday. And I'm like, I thought I read that Baker. I didn't watch any of the game look pretty good and that makes
1: sense yeah can't play baker too much what a mess but uh i will say this this is not a rate or colts raiders comment i am rooting for jeff saturday big picture because of how nutty the whole thing is um and because no one believes in him no but if this would be insane just win a couple games well it, it would win be the games. josh mcdaniels
0: is getting uh drug right now as the kids would say that's right you know as uh You lose this game, I don't know how
1: you ever shake it, right? Well, I think Josina tweeted today, not on the hot seat. Jobs that everything's fine about McDaniel's, but how can you maintain that if you lose this game? What if you lost this game by like ten? Yeah, I don't. There there is no number that is, and uh, the number one lose by what tie anything? Honestly, win by three is pretty bad. Agree, but if you get kind of shoved around,
0: um, yeah, it'd be terrible. He was Peyton Manning's center, right? I mean, he's not. And he's a man of, yeah, yeah. Like, he's pretty credible as a player. I mean, he played she, on, I'm pretty, Jeff Saturday's a fucking Super Bowl champion. Like, he's, yes, yeah. He's like a 10-year starter on, I mean, he was kind of on the Phil Mickelson while Tiger Woods was going on right now. I mean, the Colts were the second best team in the league for a lot of that period of time, right? they just ran up against Brady and Belichick. Like, if Brady and Belichick hadn't combined, does Peyton early on in his career win two or three Super Bowls? I think there's a decent chance. He definitely gets to a couple more. I mean, they couldn't beat New England. Yeah. They could not beat New England. And then he finally did because he got him at home. But if New England didn't exist, like, I like their chances a little more against, like, the Ravens and the Steelers. Like, Belichick was a
1: terrible... Who knows? Maybe if he was just in the NFC. I mean, there's a chance this guy... Right. If he was just in the NFC, he might have won another one. Well, here's what I think makes Saturday
0: somewhat credible is, again, he's never really coached at this level, obviously, but he's an undrafted free agent who then became like an all pro pro bowler and won a lot. So he kind of understands like the elite guy. He dealt with fucking Peyton Manning, but he understands like the plight of the random guy on the team. So he should be able to roll a part of Steve Kerr's deal, right? is like, overcame to even get to where he was at as a player, but then played with like Michael and Duncan. So he knows the sweet player mindset, but he also knows the random guy, the rotational guy, but he also knows what's expected. Once you're in the rotation kind of can relate to everybody. You yeah. Know? Yeah.
1: I, you know, I, I think kind of you know, why, why backup
0: quarterbacks probably usually are good coaches because they deal with the star player the most. Cause they sit next to him nonstop, but they also kind of hang out with the randoms on the team probably. Cause they're like, fuck we're putting our feet up on the
1: sideline. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's why the Maybe the Colts will hire Josh, Josh McCown, um, or somebody will hire him. I mean, he's doing media. This Jeff Sat Germain says this Jeff Saturday hire screams Mike Singletary. I disagree. Mike Singletary went eight and eight, five and ten, five and four his first year. He was eighteen and twenty two. Mike Singletary for as much of a disaster as it was, been a lot of worse coaches in the NFL. Um, and Mike Singletary really got crushed for being more of a meathead than like his football credentials, right? Yeah. And, and his, man, his, like, people management was not very good, right? Although he got some credit for Vernon. I, you know, you and I both are big fans of, um, you know, tough-minded offensive play callers as head coaches, as a profile. But I do think the right leader who hasn't coached either side of the ball, that can, that can also work. I mean, Vrabel has turned into, like, the new Mike Tomlin. Obviously, he has a side of the ball, just like Mike did. But he's not – he didn't have to be a – was not a coordinator, right? One year, I think. One year, okay uh Tomlin was not or was Tomlin a one year coordinator?
0: One year coordinator as well. One
1: year, okay. Uh you know, I, th- again this this Saturday thing is is pretty crazy. I'm not saying him necessarily, but I do think generally speaking, the head coach doesn't does a lot of stuff that play callers don't do. So um I'm not totally opposed to a guy who just wasn't just a coordinator because so the team
0: difference leader. with Vrabel and Tomlin is they did apprentice as assistant
1: coaches yeah, yeah they <laughs> coached football I mean this guy has not coached the NFL I saw Field Yates tweet it, it's one of the as far as I can tell it's the first time someone who hasn't coached in the NFL or college became an NFL head coach
0: like Vrabel you just became and a head coach 500 your high group?
1: school some 500 <laughs> high school coach too
0: Vrabel so. was like no actually I started with Urban Meyer and then I went with Bill O'Brien they're like Plus, Mike right? Tomlin where'd you
1: come from I, I worked for Tony Dungy like what are, are his practice plans just going to be stuff that he had from when he played with Peyton? Well, the coach, the No, I mean, I just think the assistant coaches still do it. Maybe he tweaks it here and there. Yeah. All right. Well, very fascinating, John. But ba- perfect opponent for the Raiders or not perfect, depending on uh what happens. 49ers getting healthier, uh, coming off of a bye. Elijah Mitchell back at practice. Maybe the offensive line getting a little more healthy, too. Um, so but I mean, who's you know, who's not back is Eric Armstead. Uh, he's not back in practice, and that's probably after Mitchell, the one you'd be waiting on.
0: Yeah, to me, you got to get those big guys back for when you play the powerhouse of Seattle here in the future and any team that wants to run the ball because that, to me, is where you're somewhat susceptible, right? Like getting Mitchell back to go along with McCaffrey is the reason Jeff Wilson scored a touchdown yesterday for the Miami Dolphins, right? You, you made that trade because of this guy coming back. If this guy's not coming back, like you said last, you can't make this trade. They know that. Like the reason he looks good, like I watched the Dolphins game back this morning. I didn't watch back, I watched for the first time. He's fucking, I mean, he's just a good player. So they're gonna need Mitchell to like be healthy. And to me, Al Shire coming back, like their linebacking play has been very, very dependent on Fred carrying the load as Greenlaw has been banged up and they've been backups. Like that helps to me. The big thing though is like Debo's fully healthy, like able to practice. Like that's that's a big deal. McKivitt's back too. Mentioned that. McKivitts is back, too. I mean, do you throw him as a starter or McGlinchey or is McGlinchey just entrenched? <sighs> Short hook? Probably entrenched, but... I it mean, never hurts to get guys that you feel comfortable starting back, right, as backups. Yeah. Because here's the thing. We know about them. They do drop like flies. And when you drop like flies, the reason they've been able to overcome it at points this year is their depth. And they get, they hit the point, like in the Atlanta game, where they ran they ran out. And it feels now you add McCaffrey, you get these guys back. I mean, I you got to like their chances. They just get in the dance, right? Yeah. And, you know, That's most four and four teams on a typical year, I would say if you're not in just a terrible division, you're going to be two games back at four and four. There's typically a team in your division at six and two. And, you know, they are six and three, so they haven't had their bye week yet. But you did beat Seattle. So to me, you are still – that That not being a two-game difference is a pretty big deal. Like, it's it's pretty easy to pass. Like, you just need one Seattle loss, one you win, boom. You got the tiebreaker, and you still control your own destiny because you get to play them, and you haven't lost a game in your division yet. Right. Because to me, you sweep them, and you split with Arizona. Like, you go five-and-one in your division, it's going to suck whenever that night is that you lose one of those games Arizona, but, like, you can't totally complain about five-and-one in your division, right? No. I mean look at the Jets beat the Bills. Like it's
1: division games are hard. The Jets have John the, the you know the Bills other loss. They've only lost they in their division. <laughs> yeah. They've lost two games they're both in their division. Think about that. It's hard. It's, it's crazy. Um and they're playing a Chargers team that has been kind of like the Niners from an injury standpoint. Keenan I don't we'll see this week Keenan Allen did not play against the Falcons hamstring. Mike Williams did not play against the Falcons ankle. Joshua Palmer was their number one receiver. Their third kicker is Dicker the kicker. That's who hit their game-winning kick against Atlanta the other day. He was on his way to a, a Carrie Underwood concert on Wednesday when he got the call asking if he could be in Arizona on Thursday to join the Cardinals. Join the Cardinals. Hit his second game-winning kick for a different team. He, he Remember, the Eagles had him. So, I mean, that's, you know, Bosa. Obviously, Khalil, Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack had a sweet fumble takeaway i don't know if you saw that just on the drink
0: was badass bad yes. ripped it from him i haven't watched the game but i watched last night in bed watch the highlights i was like that that's one of the cooler plays i've seen this year sort of run back with it what do you think of his speed you know i think he's not as quick maybe as he once yeah, was okay. i always get nervous when uh I would say even like a non-true middle linebacker or DB has the ball. Like, D-line at any moment can fumble.
1: Well, you saw the the Eckler fumble play. Eckler oh fumbles. <laughs> the Falcons pick it up and then fumble the return. And the I Chargers know. get it back.
0: This is... This will be a game off a of bye. Like, Monday, Sunday Night Football. I'm watching this going. It's going to suck if you're the Chiefs to lose to Malik Willis. But, like, you're, you're losing the Titans, who are a really high-level organization... Who I think have kind of established themselves. Like, we're one of the top teams in the league, like the way we run business. We're not going to be perfect, but we're a high level operation. But to lose to a guy with five completions, it was like, it's going to be a little kick in the dick. Mm. And, but you can lose to Mike Vrabel. Like, you never lose on a given week to Mike Vrabel unless you do it like 18 times in a row, like Frank, where you feel that bad. I think losing to Brandon Staley with, you know, Mike Williams, I think, had a bad ankle sprain a couple weeks ago. So I, I would say it'll Keenan be a good Keenan was not practicing at
1: all last week with his. Keenan's hamstring.
0: been out basically all. I mean, he's been hit or miss all season with his hamstring injury. Now, Fields is good. Or not Fields. He's not bad either. Herbert. Her, Her, I thought Herbert looked pretty good. Uh, but you got to win this game, right? Yeah. I don't love the McGlitchy over, you know, 52. That's. <laughs> Well, it helps that
1: it's not Bosa and 52, right? True. Well, that's another thing. It's like, well, it's not. you're not even
0: facing both of them. I would imagine Khalil Mack never lines up. If I was Brandon Staley, I'd say, listen, I've never coached defense in the NFL, watching football now for a while. You are on drugs. If you don't line 52 over 69 every single snap, he's on the field. He should never enter anywhere near the other side of the offensive line. Every time they do that, it is a win for the 49ers. Because that is the type guy, he's low, he's powerful, that gives him trouble, man.
2: ButcherBox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at ButcherBox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it.
1: How about what Jay Glazer said um, this weekend? Jay Glazer, in talking about Odell Beckham, said, I know Von Miller was trying to get him up to Buffalo with a team like San Francisco and Dallas. He still has some love for the Rams. I think there could be a bidding war for Odell.
0: I would say that he's a little redundant for the 49ers. I'm not against taking him, but like they do have, I mean, two of their better players are their outside wide receivers. Like, is Odell getting snaps over Iuke or Debo?
1: No, I think the idea, and I think I saw it might have been Mayoko or maybe Akash retweeted Mayoko. Like, a, of like, Juwan Jennings has been a, a little disappointing, and he, maybe Odell is just kind of your replacement slot guy. Gotcha. He is coming spots. off an ACL and hasn't played for the 49ers. Yeah. And I, I, it's disappointing. I agree that Juwan's been disappointing in terms of taking the next step, but he still made some big plays for them. I I'm a sucker for guys I have on my
0: own team that I kind of like and I haven't pivoted off him yet as a as an evaluator i I, I still like I'm not just throwing him to the side because I think you might need him next year too like I you want this guy I think he brings something to your group that I'm still working with i'm I'm sorry
1: Dude, were you watching Tennessee Georgia when they showed the highlight? what highlight? So Tennessee, Georgia, they were like, let's let's flash back to two great moments in Tennessee, Georgia history. And one was a Hail Mary, Juwan Jennings touchdown. Oh, yeah, touchdown. yeah, yeah. I, I, I wasn't at the time, no. Yeah, very good. Uh, Seattle is good. Seattle is good? Which, where wh- you at on that? Question mark or period? They beat the Cardinals I, by two. I 10. think
0: they have been consistently start to finish the most buttoned-up squad in the division. Like, if you just watch them on a given week, they have just been pretty consistent offensively, defensively. Just as you just watch them, they feel like a well buttoned up operation. And they have really, I felt like, taken it to another level the more Kenneth Walker has played. But the score was close. The game was not. They, they, they beat the shit out of the Cardinals. And you go on the road in the division against, I, I understand, listen, no one thinks the Cardinals are a bigger fucking joke than me. But like late in the season, like you shouldn't just, I mean, they were throttling them, guy. They were shoving them around. And Kenneth Walker, I don't think it's crazy to say that he's a top five running back in the NFL right now. He he is, I think he's, I mean, that is a home run pick. But they, I think five of their draft picks are all like consistent starters. Their first two picks were starting tackles. I mean, they have, John Schneider at the end of that game, like hugging some, I don't know if he was assistant coach or a trainer, there is such a level of happiness on their face. And I realized I didn't like Seattle because I, I appreciate the rivalry. I, I never really hated John or Pete. I
1: realized it was more just like oh. what Russell and the connection. Like I, I find them pretty enjoyable. I never wanted them to leave. Like I didn't want the Pete Carroll era to leave. And now I really don't want it to end because I mean, what they're doing this year is so incredible. The, um, the question somebody asked us last week, remember somebody said, Hey, remember you guys, we talked about the Seahawks, I said they had the best draft at the beginning of the year, and you guys dismissed me. And then Dubow DM me. He's like, I heard that question. He's like, it's a little, you know, the Rams and Niners didn't have first round picks. I don't. Did the Cardinals have a first round pick this year? Or they traded it for uh, Hollywood. Yes. So, so none of those teams had first round picks. So it is a little easier for Seattle to have the best. But that said, I mean, yeah, I mean, Kenneth Walker. Is I saw his that touchdown Renny had What, Well, do the Niners
0: get credit credit for Tyreek? He's on pace to have 2,000 yards. They get, get any credit for that
1: draft pick or no? Uh no, no credit on that one. Okay. <laughs> uh, but the last four games for Walker, when they've really they've started feeding him the last four games, he's been 4.6 yards per carry, 7.3 yards per carry, because he went for 167 against the Chargers. Uh, not a great game against the uh uh, Giants, And then this last week, 26 for 109 and a couple of tugs. It was just to me, his physicality, breaking tackles, just his, looks,
0: his, his ability to like, he's got this Allen Iverson. I saw someone saying AD used to have this jump cut to me. LT, I remember back in the day, had this like cut when you just have like a smooth crossover as a running back. That's not like shady Barry Sanders, but it's a little more compact. It looks so sweet when you execute it against NFL defenders who are now, I would say top to bottom NFL defenders. They may not be as big once upon as once upon a time in terms of just like the size of guys, but they've never been faster. So the faster you are, usually the more your athletic ability, there's a little more athletic and you make those guys miss. Now that's pretty impressive. And you could argue it might be easier to break a tackle than it might've been in like 93, you know,
1: I don't know. But I oh, don't yeah, know. Either. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yes, I do. I do know. I, I think that's well. Probably.
0: It's like yeah. if Ronnie Lott and John Lynch and Romanowski are coming to the hole, and some of these smaller linebackers and safeties. But it's just it probably depends on the team. I mean, the Cardinals are rolling out Isaiah Simmons, Buddha Baker. The one thing is when you watch the Cardinals play, like when I watch the Rams play, I go, "Well, they got three or four players. That's it." When you watch the Cardinals, they have more talent just around. Right. Yeah. So he's yeah. thrown to Hopkins. Then he's thrown to Ertz. Then you got Rondale Moore and you got fucking Kyler running around. And then on defense, you JJ. got a bunch of guys. Yeah. You just they got they are gonna be the most talented, shitty team if they end up losing this
1: week and go on to have a six win season. Uh what are they gonna be? I mean, they're three and six right now. Playing the Rams this week in LA. Well, I mean, that's the the Rams, they're they're in the same boat. I mean, the Rams are three and five. Stafford, the, Stafford sucks. They lost to the Bucs who were 4-5. The Bucs aren't any good. I heard this great stat this weekend on Red Zone. There has never been a team in NFL history to make the playoffs while averaging under 70 rushing yards per game. The Rams and Bucks are the only two teams in the NFL that both average under 70 rushing yards per game. And we're getting, now we're getting to the part of the year where the rushing, like. Matters a little more, not when you play at home in a dome and maybe not in Tampa at, at home. But when those teams head on the road, think about that. They both average under 70 rushing yards per game, both of them, and no team's ever made the playoffs with that stat. I think Romo said that the the, the, the Bucks last yesterday on the broadcast like one of the worst rushing teams ever. Well, John, it's 61 yards a game. How can it be? The last three games, it's 47. I, I believe that stat. I didn't hear him say that, but I believe that. Uh, t- Twitter investigators at the door? Uh, no. So I-, I think Stafford,
0: Brady, Brady had the sweet drive to end the game, which was cool. But ultimately, both teams look pretty broken. Like, my takeaway from that game is both those teams suck. And the Rams have a major problem. Like, Matt Stafford is not a good player this year. He had some throws in that game, overthrowing guys. It, it, it's cuz i had some people back before the uh twitter investigators hacked mike and not twitter investigators but you know the the canadian the, the crypto canadian world. crypto scammer That were like well the niners went 3 and 5 last year why couldn't the rams turn around i'm like well a huge reason the niners turned around they had a curveball if they changed debo samuel's position and he literally carried them to the playoffs yeah just fucking touchdown touchdown big play it wasn't like Jimmy's improved quarterback play. It was uh, – their offense was a major problem, and Debo Samuel saved their season. Like, they, they, ha- they just, like – be like, well, how did this pitcher – and he was going to go out of the league, and then he had a great five years from 35 to 40. And you're like, well, he developed a new pitch. Like, I, the Rams don't have another pitch. It's – this is what – this is all they got. They cannot run the ball. It's like, well – Give the ball more to Cooper Cup. He gets like 15 catches a game. Like They already
1: riding that guy like fucking secretariat. I, they I think ran fucked. Cam Akers off and then realized they had no choice. They had to bring him back. How about that?
0: Uh, I, I can't do guy the constant like, and it's going to start. It already kind of did last week. Is Sean McVegan retire at the end of the season. Like that's coming. And then it's going to happen again next year. It's like, I don't, it's not, I maybe he does tell Schrager and Brewers to this these guys stuff. And listen, I once upon a time changed careers. So I'm not against like you want to do it, but I was thinking like, I do respect Sean Payton who made a ton of money and had been doing it for a long time, who just kind of out of the blue was like, he's out and he's went to TV, but it wasn't like for a year, like Sean Payton might walk. It was just remember kind of happened out of the blue, like in the off season, like Sean, it's like Sean, I think people around the league, not that my opinion matters to him, but like are going to get worn out. But like, bro, if you want to fucking go do TV, leave to go fucking do TV. But like every year, if things get shitty, like you're getting paid $15 million a year now, having your buddies that openly talk about texting you, which I don't think used to happen as much. So it's like, we know, stop talking if you want. And I don't blame you if you want to go TV. Football's a grind. But if I'm fucking like Andy Reid and Pete Carroll, they're like, give me a fucking break. You have one shitty should or get,
1: season. Should or get off the pod,
0: is what you're you. Yeah, you have one season where you start getting your ass kicked. Like, welcome to the sport. And, I, and I'm not even saying he wants to tap out because he almost left when they won the Super Bowl. But I am so exhausted by that topic. And part of it, it, it hit me like I really respect what Sean Payton did because Sean Payton could have played it like McVay and could have bidding war in like November and December just because he's a big personality, accomplished coach, and he just probably just like. He was clearly worn down. I bet te- not really telling anybody. He's like I need a break, you know.
1: Yeah, like, I I wonder if it and, and I I wonder if it like Sean Payton knew what he wanted. I it makes me wonder if McVay doesn't know what he wants, right? Does he wants to stay? Sometimes he wants to stay, sometimes he wants to go, and so he's in this weird middle ground. I you know, they definitely- fun, it's
0: fun, it's fun coaching when you're winning 12 plus games every year, right? That's that's fun in the NFL. Yeah. It is not fun. Having back to back years where you win six, seven games and no picks, you're going to want to, you know, in football terms, jump off a bridge. Like it's, I, I, I worked in the office of an eight and eight team. And I remember this is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Now, granted, we started four and eight and won the last four games. And the year that Andy got fired, I got to go out of the office. So, n- there is probably not an office worse, including Twitter when everyone got shit canned last week than an, a losing NFL team. I, I can't even imagine the vibe today in Oakland or Vegas. Can you imagine everybody in there? Just, I mean, it's, a lot of those guys are New England guys, so they're probably a little miserable to begin with. So they, they're used to it and they're used to winning. But that's, I'm trying to think, like, who, uh, the, the the Cardinals. I mean, you just go around. Like, it's, it's part of the shitty part. Like, not everyone just gets to be the Chiefs for five years. Like, Andy's like, fuck, I got fired once. You know, you get bad season. Belichick went through a seven and nine season a couple years ago with Cam, like football, you know, Carl Icahn, Warren Buffett, like not every year is perfect. You know, it's like if this is your profession and you're the one choosing to get to work these crazy hours that you are like, well, I get it. You don't sleep. Are you really going to sleep that much better? Here's the other thing. Sean McVay doesn't even have kids yet. So it's like I want he wants to spend more t- with his unborn children. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like he doesn't even literally doesn't have an, a family yet. I could see if I was a coach in the league, because it's bothering me, I would be so tired of the
1: crap. How many people are rooting for them to get their ass kicked? Especially the way they've done it. Yeah, I think naturally a guy who is young and wins right away and gets called a genius builds a you know, builds a crowd of people rooting against them. And then, if people think you're a front runner, they really, they really feel that way. I I think the question too with them is like, do they are they making decisions from a personnel standpoint with the expectation that they won't be there to have to clean up clean it up if it's a mess, right? In terms of getting you know, fuck them picks. Don't you think if something works, though, you just write it? Yeah, but I also think it's it's you know the the attitude was like we can do this forever, and I think people who'd been in the league like you have said, well, you can't really do it forever, ever. Like at some point you need to kind of rebuild, which is fine. Like you might have a down year. You might have to rebuild, (laughs) but it puts, you know, the the franchise in a tough spot if that is the time when you go, all right, now I'm good, Right. I'm walking away. Somebody else can clean this mess up. Right. Those guys didn't get, yeah, no, it's fine. And And they may keep going. I don't know. I'm just saying like Andy didn't get to Kansas city with Patrick Mahomes. Patrick wasn't there when he got there. He had to win with somebody else first, right? Yeah, build the team. Neither was Kelsey. And these guys, schedule. these guys, these guys won a championship. So I'm not, I am not criticizing the way they did it because they, it worked. It is case closed. They won a title. It worked. I, I, I just think the way you know a lot of times. Remember
0: Mike Tomlin last year? It's different. The US, the USC rumor. How mad yeah, he was, yeah, and a lot yeah. of times coaches when they get a rumor. NFL coaches are, it's easier for them, right? Because it's like they're never going to go to college, you know, bounce around. So when you get a crazy rumor, like it's very easy for them to be stern and like pissed off. It's like, God damn, he's not messing around. Like when Sean gets asked about TV, he's like, Yeah, you know, it's kind of open. You know, we'll see. Like that's just like, Oh my God. I
1: don't know why I'm so bothered by that. Here, I'll give you something that you missed on Twitter today that you might enjoy. No, I, I, I saw this. I think what's coming. LeBron, <laughs> hit it. Uh, so LeBron said, I don't have the video, but look, Le- I mean, but LeBron said that he uh, he was listening to Migos back in 2010 when he was on the Heat. And didn't I know he, me- he didn't he
0: dress up like or do something for uh, the Migos guy, like de- or dedicated last
1: night or the last Laker game? I think yeah, it's pregame. It's, so, yeah. So so uh uh, it's it's been uh the problem is that he couldn't have been listening to them in 2010 because the first mixtape came out in August, 2011. Yeah. And uh, this is the one I just saw. It's a photo of young LeBron. And it says, quote, I remember the morning the Titanic departed from England. I was supposed to be on that ship. They called it unsinkable, but I had a bad feeling. (laughs) I saw a
0: great one. Like I remember being on the heat and playing the Mavs. And seeing a young kid that I knew was going to be special. This was after the Chiefs won. It was like, dot, dot, dot. It was Patrick Mahomes. And the responses, I mean, I was peeing my pants. And one of them was, well, in fairness to LeBron, he's a Browns fan, he's a Cowboy fan, he's a Rams fan. He's probably jumped on the Eagles bandwagon. So he knows the league, <laughs> he knows football. And I think a lot of people, I think Barstool's been killing him. He lies a lot. You know, just some of the well, the retweets. best one.
1: I remember the one from last year when someone's like uh, they had all the pictures of LeBron reading books like pregame. Uh- <laughs> and then there was the the interviewer like Taylor Rooks asked him something about a book. I don't remember exactly how it went, but he clearly had not read the book, even though he had said he'd read the book. But someone said, why is LeBron? How, what was the initial? It might have been PFT commenter like last year. It was like, why is LeBron always on the first page of a book? And it was like every time they show him like pregame. You know, it'd be like Mike Breen, like LeBron James in the locker room preparing for tonight. And it was always like page one. And they had like three different photos of him reading some book. Uh, anyway,
0: there was uh, an- oh, another one that he was talking about. He was sitting at home watching a game with a couple of his buddies. It was the Kobe Raptor game. Yeah. And he said, like, after the first shot, I looked at one of my friends. I said, he's going for 70 tonight. And then it, by halftime, he then says, I looked at my buddy and says, he's got 80. Like, what fucking says that? I,
2: we've all watched gonna, games.
0: Oh, a million at basketball games in our life. And even if a guy's going off, like, can he get 50? It was a pretty bold thing. Like, God, he might get 40 tonight. No one says, like,
1: he's going to get 70. No one said that in the last 20 <laughs> I thought years. you were going to say, and then it was revealed that LeBron had a game at the same time and there's no way he could have been watching.
0: No, this was just a video talking about Kobe Bryant's 81 game, 81 point game where he looked. I think, but I'm just saying, do you know for a fact that LeBron
1: wasn't playing at that same time. He was in the NBA because it was like 05 or 06. No, no, so, I'm yeah. saying like at that time, like his alibi, like he also had a game at that same time and was playing. Or was he someone, definitely? Yeah, I, I actually might fact check that after we're done. Yeah, we should find out <laughs> if he was like, you have had a tip on the other side of the country. It was, you were in the third quarter.
0: <laughs> I saw someone like Pinocchio think LeBron the liar. Like <laughs> uh, cool. LeBron, man, you just. He's just so used to saying, unless we all push the truth occasionally like I was there when you weren't there but it's like he does it consistently with pretty famous you know it's like you know I I haven't gone to the store yet babe because I had to do some work you know we all you got to do what you got to do every once in a while his are like you know I've been amigos fan since 2004 and it's like dude he was born in 2005 you know it's like you just make things up and in his life there is no one probably beside his kids and his wife, that ever go but what the fuck are you talking about not a soul
1: how long has that been going now for like i mean mi- 10 plus years where no, yeah it's not, not just one mem- normal person it's, it's not just memory you know it's it, like sometimes you can i think
3: one like, i think, oh
1: man i remember this i remember when i was a kid I, I have a clear memory of xyz and then it turns out well you just saw a photo or you don't. you're not even right about it or i remember like i've done interviews you, you ask somebody about a game they played 30 years ago, and they'll be like, yeah, I hit a home run off Middlecoff. It's like, no, well, actually, the year before you hit a home run off him, but he actually struck you out four times that time. Like, that's normal shit. That's why the book one is so perfect, because it's just fo- – it's like, wait a second. And then someone asked him, and he didn't know anything. Anyway. I think when you really start – guy, he's got three NFL teams. He, he
0: just – pretty questionable some of the shit he's done over the years. I I think when it comes to the truth and just but I think you can root for multiple teams. That's I know, it. but the way he does it feels like a pretty big like he's doing it. He I think he's sneaky doing a lot of things for quote-unquote brand and it's all completely fake. Like I I think he a lot of them he might be closer to Russell Wilson than we we've, we've ever truly realized cuz I've never really spent that much time thinking. He just is a little smoother I think when he talks. I, I don't know. He's just different than Russell, but I just he is he, he just is better
1: at. His, I mean, he is one of the all time great players. That's different too, right? That helps. Like whatever I, you think of him, the guy when I watch him play basketball, it's still holy shit, right? Mm-hmm. And it's been like that for since he stepped on the court. I I always
0: wonder with fake people, is he just so caught up in lies now he doesn't even realize what he's saying? Or, Possible. Is he just? True, going like I, I need to do this for my brand.
1: No, amigos, I, I think it's. I I bet he thinks. I bet what he said. I think he thinks is true. That's what I think. I think he thinks that that did happen in 2010 against with the Heat. That that's my opinion. What is yours? I could be convinced of
0: anything at this point with old uh, Pinocchio James. He probably thinks his memory is like flawless. Yeah. Cause it's not, I I would say if I was, if you were defending him he's like, well, I just got my dates mixed up. Like if if if, if this
1: was the only thing, I, okay. You imagined yourself sitting with Dwayne Wade. It turned out it was two years later. You're sitting with Dwayne, you know, whatever you're saying, you're saying
0: their first mixtape.
1: So they probably didn't get big for a couple years after. Right. Yeah. I mean, but to me, like if their first mixtape came out at the same time, he may, someone might've given it to him. You know what I mean? Like. But that's, according to the internet research, the mixtape didn't come out for another year. I wonder how big
0: the mixtape was. It feels like they've gotten big within the last four or five years. And let's just say he's in a circle, hears about him. If you convince me he's five years off and just completely made it up and wanted to act like it's been going for 12 years. These guys were young.
1: The dude that died was 28 years old. I think part of it is like, it's not that you you think his memory's bad is that you think he's lying to make himself look closer to a situation that, that I think is what is, you know, it's like, why you don't have, why are you insecure about this? You don't have to be, you know,
0: yeah. just say RIP after the game or something. I, I like, I love their shit, right? Just say that. Like, I, I've really enjoyed. I, I listen to their stuff a lot. If he does. Yeah. I don't know does, yeah. Well, then there were videos of like him screwing up lyrics. Remember when he used to rap into his phone on Instagram, and he was his lyrics were always off. It's like, oh my god! <laughs> All right,
1: everybody, uh, that was about as rapid fire as we could do it today. Thanks for hanging. Full pod coming soon. Big week ahead, uh, and uh, yes, thank you for DMing us. We are aware of the ongoing investigation. The Canadian crypto bros got Middlecoff's Twitter, but um, we will fight on later. Oh. By the way, John, shout out to our guy, friend of the show, Jake Hayner, who passed Trent Dilfer on Fresno State's all-time yards passing list and Billy Volek on the all-time touchdowns passing list. So four TDs, uh, four TDs, career high, which surprised me. Friend of the show. There you go. All right, everybody. Later.
3: After the end of a good fight, you deserve a nice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
5: Save big on Brunch for Mom. All in the Kroger app.